Um, so my friend Andre and I would play Mario Kart all the time because he was obsessed with it and he was particularly obsessed with beating me because that was the game that we grew up Mario Kart Double Dash to be specific that was the game that Pat and I grew up playing and we are second to none I don't think I've met anybody else who can beat us in that game um I think Pat might be slightly better because he took the GameCube during the college days but um Evan got really good Evan got really good that's yeah, so I was gonna say well, at least when we were in the dorms. <laughs> Evan was the best. All right, fair enough. Shout out, Evan. Evan. was pretty freaking good. You and Evan <laughs> would battle. So uh, I, don't break. I, could, uh, I could put up a fight for like a few races, but over the course of like a night or a, a, an entire Grand Prix, or when you do all the Grand Prix, mm-hmm. when you do like all the races, I, I could never, ever... Well... I'll probably, I mean, probably have them once or twice, but I could rarely, rarely beat you guys. <laughs> yeah, well, because Evan had Evan had the Wii version, so he was like, mm-hmm. he was sort of used to some of the me- mechanics. But I think Double Dash is just like the purest driving form of Mario Kart. I agree that I played that I played. But to Jack's point, my friend Andre had a really tough time beating me. I mean, at first he couldn't even beat like the computers um, on Max. Oof difficulty with the grand prix so it was very good of him to be able to move up to second place but then he started getting competitive with me because he would do his research he found the best combination of characters the best car all this stuff whereas i'm just playing with the character i like to play as shout out yoshi but yeah so andre had a real hard time beating me there was one time where he flew in for to philly for just one night and he beat me that night, which was uh. hilarious. So I think I got pissed off. And so I decided one time to ride the combination that he rode. And I broke the all-time record that we had by a fair amount to where it was mm. a point of unbeatable. And it hasn't been beaten since. And so as like a departing gift from Philly, he engraved the winning time into the... AirPod Maxes. Oh. <laughs> That's <laughs> to, pretty funny. Yes. To That's be fair, great. so he also defended on 420 the year before. So he gifted himself AirPod Maxes and had 420 engraved. And he was going to do the same thing for me as part of the 420 club. But instead, mm. he decided to go with the Mario Kart time. I like that. I like that. Both would have been fine, but that's that's more of a personal connection between you two. Absolutely. How are the headphones? Are they um pretty good? I think I mean they're hella convenient and I don't know if you guys have like messed with their transparency mode at all. Do you know? Like the noise canceling's good, but then they have another version that you actually can hear everything and so it's like you're not wearing headphones, which is kind of trippy because you still have the audio. I will say I like the audio in my other headphones a little bit more. It's not quite the same, but still pretty good. I actually haven't even listened to music with them. I've been just using Zoom and oh. that type of stuff. So I'll report back with, oh, the, that's uh, fucked up. with the music. Yeah, I'm realizing that was definitely a blunder on my part. <laughs> 
I'd be, yeah, that's, that's the best is to like smoke a bowl and throw on an album or something and just zone out. It's never been me, but I feel like James Harden warming up. That's for sure. They do look nice. Yeah, they do look nice. Um, they're, I feel like they're the accessory that like all the NBA players like to get, like that little Gucci bag or whatever it is, that like square purse thing. Felt mm-hmm. like they all had that. Someone who had it, Simmons. Simmons had it. So oh, we'll get to that guy later. We'll get to that. So okay. <laughs> Jack Jack is left. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the thirty seventh episode. Of no country for big men. My name is Patrick Leapart, and I'm joined by my fellow co-hosts, Ryan Leapart, aka the Ryan, the Rich, and the Wardrobe. You are two of these things, Ryan, <laughs> not three. I'm gonna let the audience decide that for themselves which one you are. And I am also joined by Jack Butler, aka Jack Frost. Was hitting a hitting a little, I don't know, literature side of things. Also winter-based novels and we're in June. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh maybe like Jack Reacher, I think is that a novel? I don't know. Whatever. You got Jack Frost this episode. You, you better take it or leave it, okay? Take it or leave it. Well, welcome back everyone. Hope you've been enjoying this NBA Finals because we know a little special someone here in the Zoom has been stressed out during this past week. And if you haven't been keeping up with this Finals, the Boston Celtics have taken a 2-1 lead over our beloved Golden State Warriors. Um, So it's been... Beloved. Beloved, yeah. Um, LOL. Rip. Lol. Raffle. They're not dead yet. (laughs) They're not dead yet, but so far, especially last game, Boston has shown their size and strength, and they controlled most of the game last night. Felt like maybe game one was pretty close, but game two and game three, either it's it was the Warriors in game two, they sort of, I mean, they ran away with it, and then this one in game three, Celtics had control most of the game, and just uh, Warriors had a little bit of a run there at the end. But in the third quarter, but just couldn't couldn't hold on. So we'll start to break down game three and sort of what we've been seeing this series in a second. But I must warn you, there may be a lot of bleeps this episode because he who shall not be named will be coming up a lot. So we will do our best to not say his name and keep this show pure and clean. Okay, so just a warning, though, might be some bleeps coming your way. Well, let's get to it. All right. Should we bring it out again? Should we bring out the wall we scale again? Are we going <laughs> to... Oh, God damn it. Hey. <clears throat> well. That's just one continuous bleep for like two. Yeah, three. that's what I was going to say. You're not even getting the rat-a-tat-tat. Yeah. You got to like intermingle well, critical Yeah, I, I just got to like slip it in really casually when I'm talking. Like talking about rebounding and all the things that the Warriors exactly, didn't do yeah. on the boards. <laughs> well, Jack, let's bring out the wall we scale again. 
Uh-oh. And at this point, it seems to be going up and down like a goddamn yo-yo. At this point in the season, like, I mean, like, you, you go, you're low, you're feeling good going into the series, and now I feel like you're probably, your Woolway scale is probably back up pretty high. Eight, nine range? No. No? No. <laughs> <laughs> nothing's happened i don't know i have no memory of what we've i always forget like what i say or what the scale i have is. the history i have the history okay he seems to be locked in to me i also feel like the worry scale is will we? uh will we scale is it, it's like those earthquake scales like a six is like exponentially greater than you know like <laughs> three it's not it's not like every log one scale. Up is even log scale mm, yeah. mm. okay log. well the first woe scale reporting was in the grizzly series where you had a six and part mm. of your justification wasn't even just the grizzlies you said it's because we're just this far into the playoffs and then at some point, okay. I think Dallas was way up, or way down in the conference final or conf- yeah conference finals, and you said it was a one or a two, which doesn't <laughs> make much sense given your prior comments. So I'm very interested to see where we go from here. Well, in that case, I'd give it a nine oh, and a half. And nine a and half. <laughs> wow, the kicker! Holy. It makes perfect sense to me, even though it might not make sense to anybody else, but it makes perfect sense to me. I I give the, it's the final, so your worry skill goes up. I mean, it's like, if, if the playoffs is minimum uh, six, except if you're smoking Dallas in the Western Conference Finals, then the finals at least gets you to like an eight. Gotcha. At the very least. Yeah. We, so, we, we wouldn't know that. So thanks for telling us. No. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad he's explaining it, honestly. And if mm-hmm. you ever smoke Dallas in the Western Conference Finals, then you will know what a one and a two feels like as well. But I would knock it down to more of a nine or an eight and a half, which again, it's exponential. So the nine, it's a half, you know, we're talking, we're talking a lot here. If they had just lost... Okay, fine. But they lost. And Steph Curry basically re-aggravated his foot injury in the process. Long story short, that was mostly dirty. caused because of actual offensive rebounding effort from... Yeah, extremely dirty. Um, no, but actual offensive rebounding effort from Boston, which was really the significant, I don't know, factor... In why Boston won Game Three, I mean it was pretty close for I mean a, a few minutes in the third quarter when the Warriors got a seven point possession. By the way, uh, never never seen that happen, but they did get one. Um, but Boston ended the game with an offensive rebounding percentage of thirty seven point five percent, which is absolutely insane. And they clearly, uh, I don't know if it was something they went into the game highlighting and say we feel like we've, you know, left offensive rebounds or just rebounding in general, you know, we've left that on the table or whether it was something that worked a few times 
they were at home so you get momentum you get energy you know all that stuff might lead you to fight a little bit more for rebounds crash the board but i mean nonetheless as a stat from let me pull it up bring in big numbers let's see positive residual which is an account i follow which is apparently a sports analytics and strategy account that contributes to a handful of uh analytics related websites but nonetheless they tweeted that the celtics 38 percent offensive rebounding rate is the fifth highest in a game by any team this postseason between the boards and the lower turnover rate compared to golden state they had 15 more true shot attempts than the warriors did and both teams shot basically exactly the same the warriors had an effective field goal percentage of 55.8 boston had an effective field goal percentage of 55.6 but between golden state's 15.9 percent turnover rate boston's 10 percent turnover rate and golden state only had a 15.8 offensive rebound percentage and again boston's 38 basically basketball Evans says 37.5 this was the like first game where it really felt like Boston was truly, truly just like bigger, faster, stronger. Which like we knew they were. What? Maybe not faster. Maybe not faster, but at least the the, the size and combination with their you know with the speed relative to their size is you know specifically defensively what makes them scary. So scary. You know, I, I I mean, if I just look at that, I think, okay, that's obviously concerning. It's something that could be a trend um, going forward. But overall in the series, like, it's, it, you know, both teams have shot basically exactly the same. The turnover percentages are exactly the same. Boston turned it over, like, 18, 19 times in game two. Uh, I don't know what the offensive rebounding percentage of Boston was in game one and game two, but it certainly was nowhere anywhere close to what it is now. So it's like, it's hard for me to tell with only such a small sample size of whether that is something that will continue because it's possible Boston might feel like they found something, that they really found their advantage, and that's they have guys who can go up and get a lot more rebounds than Golden State can, even if Golden State's in better rebounding position. Or whether that is in some ways just kind of something that they did well in Game 3 but not, might not carry over too well to in the future of the series. If that's the case, then my woe scale is a little bit lower. But obviously, as I said, the reason it's jacked up so high is because we just don't know exactly what we're going to see or get from Steph. And he's been basically the entire offense uh, <laughs> for for Golden State this hey, Clay, series, Clay I mean, came out last night. He shot a lot. His shot was falling finally, um, but still, I mean, he he just has such a hard time separating from the defenders of Boston and Boston. Uh, you know, I mean, incredible job by Jalen Brown just sticking to him and guarding him, but he's he's gonna be taking a ton of tough shots. Jordan Poole going to be taking a ton of tough shots i mean steph's the only one that can really really get open and that's because al horford grant williams even robert williams to some extent who played phenomenally in that game you know are 
probably going to have to be a little bit more in drop coverage, and the Warriors have gone super heavy pick and roll, which they don't normally do. Uh, but Steph's just stepped right into it and hit those threes. So, I mean, you know, hopefully he can continue to do that even with a foot injury. But, yeah, I mean, I mean, they, I think they probably needed him to be 100% to win the series anyway. Hopefully he's close enough or, you know, I don't know, something else dramatically changes in these next few games and that, that swings in the favor of Golden State because... You know, I mean, it's very possible that Boston just felt like they can really start to be more physical or at least just attack the basket better, both uh, both with the ball in their hands shooting and offensively. So, I mean, the Warriors scale's high because they're down 2-1 in the finals and there's a game four in Boston, you know, tomorrow night. So, I mean, you know, and they're a star, we don't know, you know. So it's like, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I mean... No, duh. You don't want to go down 3-1, but it's like, you know, <laughs> I mean, it's a, we're must-win games now. I mean, that they're, I got several so questions. Thing is- I don't want to start there, but the 3-1, the 3-1, we'll get to that in a second. But first off, what happened with Kevon Looney in this last game? Because I wasn't paying enough attention to know why when you're getting offensive board dominated like they were, why you don't have your best rebounder on the floor. There were a handful of possessions in which they basically, you know, basically isolated on him and got by him and got layups. And so they're just like enough of that. Yeah. So I think it was, I mean, only 16 minutes for Kavan. Not like he really racks up too many minutes regularly anyways, but yeah, you're right. I mean, he even had three offensive rebounds in the, you know, in the 16 minutes he played. Um, you know, seven total rebounds in 16 minutes. That's not terrible. Pretty good. But yeah, I just, I was also confused a few times because a a few times that isolated on him, like Looney followed him really far out past the three-point line. And, and, you know, you obviously have to get to the three-point line if you're going to because he can shoot threes. But it's like, there was a time when he basically like did that thing where you like, when you know, a team isolates or a player isolates and they like move actually back toward the half court line to like get a running start at the guy. Mm. And it seems like, you know, and as was backing up, Looney just was like right on him, right on him, right on him. And, you know, maybe he was, that's some way to counter sometimes. And you just stop somebody from ever really getting a full, full head of steam. But it's at the same time, like he just, he just ran around. Looney. Yeah. I was like, what are you, I was like, what are you doing? And, and, you know, yeah, you're totally right because Looney's been a guy that has won the rebounding battle for Golden State. And I mean, that's what has made Golden State so hard to beat in, even in some of the games before in the finals, but, you know, certainly in the other series when he's out there grabbing boards, grabbing boards, grabbing boards, it's what ultimately helped them finish off Memphis when Memphis just decided to go huge after Jaw went out. So it's like, I I am also curious at the Kavon Looney, you know, adjustment. I am also surprised that Gary Payton didn't play more. Yeah. He played a lot more in game two and it was like, holy crap, like, Maybe he didn't feel good. I don't know. Way better. Yeah, yeah it's possible. Because um, it, I mean, it sounds... Otherwise, what are you doing? Because you got the result that you wanted by playing him so much. And he played well, I thought. Obviously, I mean, offensively, really 
not as gifted as Poole, but he's also not a turnstile and he's pretty scrappy. So, and he just seems to yeah. be wherever the ball is. I don't know what, I don't have any other explanation for why he would play less the next game. Yeah, he basically, in game two, he basically took Poole's spot in the rotation after Poole had a really rough start at, you know, at the end of the first quarter, sort of started the second quarter. Poole came alive a little bit at the end of that third quarter to help, you know, blow the Celtics out of the water at that point. But, yeah, I'm surprised. I mean, again, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for the popcornmachine.net game flow to be uploaded, and I'm pissed at them for not uploading these game flows as fast as, as, fast as possible so I can look at the rotations and plus minuses and during those stints and XYZ. So you're speaking um, a lot of numbers. I feel like I should either get on this train or continue to say PU to it, but these resources do sound cool. You're giving away all I your highly recommend popcornmachine.net to anybody and just look at their game flows. But I think the two things you know, I don't want to spend too much time focusing on game three because game four is tomorrow and by the time this posts you know, that'll... Yeah, when is it we'll going to post? <laughs> by the time Patrick posts Wait, this, what is it? Popcorn.net? Popcornmachine.net. <laughs> it's great. I highly recommend right, it. I'll, I'll type it into mine, too. Go to the game. They just have the little game flow options. You can move your cursor over the little bars. You can see what oh. somebody did in a stint of minutes. Oh, wow. Oh my god, this is incredible. What the heck? You, yeah, you yeah, just gave away great. your best source. Wow. No. I'm flying <laughs> blind here without it. I had to, they they pushed me out of the nest because they haven't it's been over 24 hours and they still haven't posted game 3 and I don't know what to do with myself. I've been pacing the apartment refreshing popcornmachine.net mm. and they just won't post game 3. There's no other games. <laughs> I don't know what else they have to do. They're ta- this is their vacation. This is their vacation time. Well, step up. Oh my God. Popcornmachine.net. God damn it. Anyways, if Golden State can fix that rebounding issue, specifically defensively, it felt like they got beat one-on-one way more than they were getting beat in one-on-one in game one and game two and part of that is on draymond who has more Uh freaking podcasts than he does points Uh i don't Uh you know i mean wowza we've put draymond as mv tit Uh oh no don't do it he's about to do it but you know what i'll hold off no yes yes he's saved but if he doesn't come out in game four and play well, he's stripped of MV Tit. I really hope he keeps MV Tit. It's the perfect award for him. It's the perfect award. Because it's, I don't know if, uh, if he just can't do it from one game to the other anymore. I understand that it's Boston and Boston's really, really, really freaking good. Maybe, maybe the best. Probably will no. end up being the best no no but but like at the same time part of the reason they dominated the rebounding battle was because he was in foul trouble and he's out and also because he just was getting beat on rebounds 
And look, I get that Robert Williams is incredibly tall and athletic and he's going to grab boards, but the guy's only going to play like 15 minutes because he's handling his own knee injuries. So it's like Draymond had multiple closeouts where he just got beat. And I, I just, you know, he's he's a he had two points, right? He's a complete nothing on offense. And, and you know, I we have spoken about, oh, he organizes the offense. He's so smart. And that is true but he just hasn't been doing that either and it's like you know partially is switching to a pick and roll more heavy pick and roll offense with Steph so it's it's like pretty straightforward the ball is out of his hands it's in Steph's hands whoever you know Steph wants to attack on a pick and roll which is generally like I said Al Horford uh, Grant Williams if he's in the game so I get that he's not really going to do is hold the ball at the top, you know, dribble handoff, you know, point for somebody to screen. But at the same time, like if you're, I mean, if Golden State's going to go more pick and roll heavy, the need for Draymond offensively goes to basically zero unless the Celtics decide to start blitzing Steph. Because we've seen teams do that where if they do set a pick and roll with Steph, they blitz, and Steph will find a way to dump it off to Draymond on the roll, who historically, traditionally, in years past, especially, you know, especially before they got Kevin Durant, but could either attack the rim or kick it out to somebody for an open three. But Boston hasn't been blitzing Steph on any pick and rolls. So there's no need to get the ball to Draymond on any rolls, so he just does nothing? I mean, he's just out there doing nothing, and he's not even, like, defending that well. In Game 2, he was fantastic. In Game 3 and Game 1, he was not at all. He's getting the assignment of Jalen Brown, who keeps going off. He's not a good dribbler. Either he is not a good dribbler. I Poke feel like that's what Gary Payton should be assigned to for somebody mm. to get in his grill. And we saw Gabe Vincent give Jalen Brown hell in the Miami series. It's like I have, I'm pretty confident that Gary Payton could do the same. But uh, I mean, I, I again, I can forgive the guy's sins on offense if he's out there putting in work defensively, but he just has been getting beat defensively, and he's just been getting hammered on the boards and yelling and getting texts and getting fights, and it's like, I'm, I, 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 I don't know, man. I, he's, he's technically not a max player. Um, thank God. <laughs> um, but I just. It's like, uh, I don't know. It, I swear to I'll, I'll even if he comes out in game four, I might be even more pissed at him. I mean, I won't be because if they if he comes out in game four and they play great, like, you know, again, the caveat assuming Steph can do, uh, you know, a little something, like, they'll, they'll probably win. But at the same time, I'm going to be like, do you have to put in a terrible game to then respond to yourself? Like, is that just where he's at where he's like, I have to play so poorly that I get so pissed off and everybody dumps on me and I have to go on my podcast and talk about it and everybody dumps on the podcast. I have to, uh, uh, to the point where that motivates him. I don't know. I mean. Well, we talked about 
a 3-1 deficit, potentially, wouldn't it be perfect if you (laughs) repented for your sins? Mm. (laughs) I mean... It would be set up perfectly. This next one's in Boston. Ultimate, I mean, then it's literally do or die from there, game seven. So... It's funny you mentioned that because I thought this, I've heard a few other people mention this in <laughs> that like this Boston team, if you look at the five year run prior that Golden State had, this Boston team is most uh reminiscent of the 2016 thunder who were up 3-1 on the warriors team i like where this is going 2016 now if we recall (laughs) in 2016 against the thunder a team that were super long super athletic durant russell jalen uh other you know abaca Al Horford, kind of, Robert Williams, too. I mean, we're talking about different teams here. Yeah, there's not a one-for-one replacement, but the general vibe of the team is the same. Is the the same, right? 2016 Game 1 Western Conference Finals, the Thunder beat. They they eke it out against the Warriors in Game 1. The Warriors blow out the Thunder in Game 2. They go to the... Oklahoma City, game three and four, they lose both. They come back to game five. Warriors find a way to win. Game six is the legendary, the legendary game six. Clay. The legend, the thing that started game six, Clay, when he had, well, I think what the time was like an NBA record, like 11 threes. Um, so and then game that. seven, they win. And then Kevin Durant joined that team the year after. <laughs> so Jalen to Air- <laughs> To the Warriors. Uh, Welcome to Golden State. Well, he wants to go to the Lakers, apparently. I oh wish he was. God. It's Kobe stuff. It's no, Kobe he just stuff. wishes he was Kobe, literally. That's yeah. all he, he wishes. He wishes he was his son. No, he's acting like Kobe is his father. And it's like, dude. It's a touch weird. I, I know. It is weird. I'm sure Kobe was close and they, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> I don't want to get roasted for that but nonetheless okay sure sure if you uh, if you if you at the start if you gave if you said hey would you like golden state to win the nba championship coming back from a 3-1 deficit i'd be like yeah that sounds great like if you can guarantee of course yes (laughs) you can give me whatever the hell type of up and down season as long as you promise me the sixers are gonna win it at the end I'm on board. Actually, well, no, not idiot. true. Because what? Did you just call me an idiot? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> not if Joel isn't part of it. And only if he's part of it. Because Carson not being a part of the Super Bowl win does haunt me sometimes. But anyways. Would love it if they came back from 3-1 down to win. I'd love it even more. If they probably tied this series 2-2. Because, <laughs> yeah, I think you would. <laughs> because, um, yeah, I certainly am frustrated 
from a Golden State fan perspective that they let that game one go because if you had told me that they would have put up the you know total points that they did in games one and game two, I would have been like, holy crap, we're probably up 2-0. And they're up 1-1. Or they're tied 1-1 and then now they're down 2-0, which like losing game three in Boston, like perfectly acceptable as a result to lose uh, you know game three of a finals on your on the road like perfectly acceptable result but uh, i mean to repeat the terrible fourth quarter performance that they basically did in game one again uh, you know i i don't know what's happening there that that allows that i, I don't know exactly if certain rotations match up a certain way to to precipitate that stuff traditionally sits for the first half of the fourth quarters. They've bumped that up. And then they specifically held him partially, I think, because foul trouble partially also, so he plays more of the fourth quarter. They did that in game three. They held him just playing more of the fourth quarter, and he ended up did. And, I mean, he had two terrible turnovers. Hmm. So, I don't know. I mean, I'm reminiscing a lot on games three, going long here, talking about, the Warriors in the finals. Like I said, most of you probably know the results of game four by the time you're listening to this. So, I mean, I think if Golden State can just hedge the physicality in some way and then Steph doesn't look like he is, you know, is afraid to push off of his left foot, then Golden State will be okay. And by okay, I mean 2-2. So. I would just be so impressed if this Celtics team wins the final. Like, are you kidding me? To first take the Nets, sweep the Nets, which were many people's favorites, to win the whole Vegas goddamn is. thing. Okay. Yeah, which wow. was idiotic. <laughs> well, yeah, okay. We can agree on that. But then to go seven against the Bucks, and that, that series itself was was amazing basketball to watch. Very competitive. And then the Heat series as well, to go seven there. Don't you think fatigue has to set in at some point? Like, so if if, if Golden State can push us to 2-2, two, two, if you guys are pushing game six and game seven, like, I just feel like at some point, you've played a whole season of basketball. You've played all these competitive series. And then now leading up to this point, does the shooting go down at all? Does Does the rebounding go down at all? Because they just... Don't have I mean, uh, as much in the tank. Uh, or they they just freaking professional athletes hopefully. and just fucking. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, Golden State like relying on generally older players. So, you know, while they haven't had a seven game series, they haven't had two seven game series like, um, like Boston has. Like Boston, I mean, what. Jalen Brown, I have it here in front of me. Jalen Brown, 25. Jalen 23. Marcus Stark, 27. Derek White, 27. Robert Williams, 24. Grant Williams, 24. Al Horford, what's he? Al Horford, 36. Yeah, he's um, dust. So it's like, I, I have no way of saying if age or, yeah, just fatigue of playing two seven-game series before this, you know, what, what takes, pre- like, What's more damaging than the other? I can tell you that I think 
Robert Williams, who's played fantastically when he's been out on the floor and is a huge, huge rim protector for Boston, uh, you know, it's probably getting to him. He's battling a, a, a you know a serious knee injury, two knee injuries, I think, actually. Um, and he, at some points, looks like he can barely move, but, you know, still well enough to block all the Warriors' shots at the rim. Ridiculous. So, I mean... You know, you get more time off in between games in the finals, so that's probably going to help him quite a bit. You know, now that Steph's a little nicked up, and, you know, hopefully will help them. Although, you know, this is game four is the game with only one day in between, and that's the only game with only one day in between. So we'll see what happens. And yeah, you, you know, you might be totally right, Pat. Maybe if Golden State can, you know, tie this up or Boston goes up 3 1, but Golden State win game five and, and pushes it to a game six, like, yeah. I mean, it's possible. I, I don't know the minutes logged for all those guys. But, yeah, I mean, Boston's, you know, shot shot the three at 43%, uh, you know, in the, in the, in the, uh, in this series so far. Like, that's, that's certainly, you know, quite high. I mean, Marcus Smart's 41%. Derek White's 46 Al Horford, 70%. Like, I mean... Payne Pritchard, 42. Uh, uh, I mean, Jalen Brown, 36, which for Jalen Brown, you know, pretty good. Like, 43. I mean, they have just been nailing threes, and they've certainly forced Golden State to uh, to let up some open threes for them, and, and they've been they've been nailing them. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe that dives a little bit, but it, it certainly isn't like Golden State doesn't have guys that are hitting threes, too. And, like, even as good as Steph Curry is, like, I mean, Clay Thompson's been horrible. Uh, except for game five uh, or game three, shooting wise. And whoa, you know, he's Steph, already but, calling game five great game shooting five. performance. Book it, yeah, book it, book it, Clay. book it. Yeah, look, I can, I can put Clay it. Thompson was incredible in game seven, and that's why the Warriors won. So you know, <laughs> and, and won the series. So I mean, you know, I'm, I'm Pat, Pat releases it after game seven just mm. for Jack. Yeah. <laughs> I can do it. Um, you know, I mean, point is, you know, yeah, Boston shot way better than I thought they would. I could expect that to dip, but they've also earned open shots, but it's not like Golden State has been cold either, and they're still down 2-1. Like, Golden State hasn't been shooting that poorly either, uh, so... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'd imagine Boston's favored at this point, as they should be, and so... Well, according you know, to is, ESPN Power Index, they have an 88% chance, probably now a 95% chance of winning. Yeah, I mean, all of win. the oh, yeah. all of the ESPN Power Index, the 538 stuff, like before the series was just huge numbers in favor of Boston. The betting line had Golden State as the favorite, but the... Uh, you know, all those, all those basically like advanced projections you know i don't know i don't know what you'd call them but a lot of those were significantly favoring boston okay i just i have a question i have a question oh another question what's the problem with questions you're acting like (laughs) one more question that's all i have all right let's hear i know that we're only halfway to even if the celtics win they still need to double their win total to be champions but so far in the series, finals MVP would not go to, you know, don't who. say it. Yeah, thank you. 
Right. It would go to yep. Jalen Brown at this point, right? Uh, it would go to the other guy if it was a legacy through the playoffs award, but he was already given the Eastern Conference MVP. So, I don't know if we need the legacy award for the playoff run anymore. I feel like the finals MVP is about the finals. Who's performed the best for the Celtics so far? It's been Jalen Brown. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I think you would definitely have some... Scott, 8.3 assists to Brown's 4.3 assists. They're pretty similar in points per game. However, Jalen Brown far more efficient than what has been this series also, and also points in a loss whereas Jalen's been instrumental in their wins yes I think it at this point would probably be Jalen Brown nice. I hope that it is so that if the Boston Celtics do win we can go huh, you know doesn't have any finals MVP. Exactly. That's what I'm trying to get at. See, wait. Yeah, what are we doing? We're talking like we're talking like Boston's already won. No, I'm just saying who's been yeah. the MVP for the Celtics so far. I mean, we, it's clear we talked about the Warriors a lot. It's I don't right want now. to talk about the Celtics. If the series ended today, which it might have ended yesterday, but if it ended today, <laughs> who is the Celtics MVP? finals MVP that's the question and I would hope it would go to Jalen Brown just so we could troll because oh wow a lot of bleeping Pat's gonna yeah have there's to there's a lot of bleeping this episode as I learned with uh, being a fan of the Warriors and a fan of Steph Curry apparently we roast people for not having finals MVPs now even though it's a bar trivia award and Andre Iguodala that Kevin Durant Curry <laughs> Warriors team was a complete mindfuck for everybody that we have no idea how to handle NBA discourse and it's never been the same since and we have no idea how to talk about stars anymore and we have no idea how to talk about legacy anymore. Thank and you for admitting the Warriors ruined all these things. Sports. Oh, I'll admit it. I get why people were pissed that he was there. I mean... I was okay with it. You know, it checked out for me, but I at least, it certainly during and after, it just started to mess with everybody. They were, it, it, it just, it's just, it's just been a total mind melt that nobody has recovered from in terms of actually how to talk about NBA stars, which we might have been getting there anyways. I mean, we, we can might talk have about Joel and B just fine. Let's talk JoJo. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah, but if Joel Embiid gets to the finals and they win a championship, but like Maxi goes off above expectations and Maxi wins the finals MVP, Harden. and then everybody two years from two three years from now is like, well, you know, Joel didn't win those finals MVPs, so I don't really know how good he is. He'd be like, <laughs> go fuck yourself. But then I could say he's won five Larry Bird awards, so. Yeah, true. They they literally created an entirely new award that was borderline completely unnecessary <laughs> because the discourse for finals MVP just got 
completely out of hand. It was a bar trivia award. You go and you're like, who won the finals MVP in, you know, 2005? Robert Ory. Like, I don't know. I don't know. And then somebody's like Tony Parker, you know, and then you're like, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's cool. Like, who's the best player on that team? Obviously, Tim Duncan. I'm looking it up. I don't. Oh, it was Tim Duncan. Oh. <laughs> uh, your point is just Your point is destroyed. Your point is What was the year that he won finals MVP? He's actually won it twice. So 2007 was the year you right. should have said. But there, you didn't. So. There is that Andre Iguodala. Oh, my uh, God. That is hilarious. It's peeking through there. Right, it's who won the finals MVP in 2015, and you go, oh, Andre Iguodala, and everybody's like, oh, wasn't that fun? Yeah, he was. He was really important for their win. Well, no shit, but you know, let's not kid ourselves who the best player in that finals for the Warriors was. the The entire existence. Sorry, this is getting off track, but the the entire existence of a finals MVP is told like. Let, let me let me restart this. We're getting off to a bad foot with the Larry Bird trophy. Magic Johnson too. Because the Magic Johnson one still technically okay, but the Larry Bird one what? Oh, is already painted. It's Western. Because no 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 no. Do you know who was the best player in the Eastern Conference Finals? It was Jimmy Butler. So Jimmy Butler should have been given the Larry Bird Eastern Conference Finals MVP trophy, but because we have already corrupted, that word is already corrupted because we have to give it to the winner. The second you have to give it to the team that wins, you've corrupted the entire existence of said, said award, right? The Magic one isn't corrupted yet because Steph was clearly the best player in that series, and uh, what in about 20- Luka Doncic? Well, Luka was nice, but I mean, he put up big numbers. Big numbers. But they literally scored on him every single time. And if in 2015, LeBron James should have been the Finals MVP. That's true. Yeah, I remember people people were talking about that too. So they should oh, just give two awards. Huge <laughs> for the right. first take producers. They were raking oh. it. See, it's because like Finals MVP is just first take fodder. And it has just melted our brains. It's all they talk about on NBA Countdown. And it just is horrible. And if you have an award, an individual award, that has to go to the winner of a series, then the award is already kind of mutt. Because you're not being honest. Right? So it's the best player on the championship team for seven-game stretch. At the right. very end to win it all. It's it's like, I mean, if you're naming legacy things, you're naming a zillion, you're naming, you know, MVPs, all NBAs, you know, sure, rings, fine. I have my issues with rings culture, but whatever. 
put him up there. Like I'm doing, sick of you know, MVP being tainted by these analytics nerds. How about that? I want yeah, some real MVP awards to be given out. I want JoJo to get his. He did get MVP most valuable Philadelphian, but no one's going to talk about that on the resume. Who else would get it? Simmons. Bryce Harper. Joe Girardi. Harper's pretty good. Yeah. All right. Well, we can sort of wrap up this Warriors talk by confirming your Woolly scale, Jack. So. Yeah, nine and a half. Nine and a half right now. Okay. Go Jalen Brown. Draymond. Draymond. Tighten it up. He's got to do better. Bit more physicality from the Warriors. Well, okay. So my and... my very my very very final point, and I've talked for ninety percent of this. So my usage rate is off the charts right now. Well, that's not but... going to be a championship podcast, Jack. You no, said it. I this is this is probably not our best podcast because I have just been emotionally blasted by what has occurred in the past three games. That's okay. We'll and, allow it. Um, it's my turn. Uh, to just emotionally unspool myself basically live on this podcast. Uh, so that's what you're witnessing. But, but my final point, and I'll, I'll cede most of the time to you guys, is about refereeing, which is not actually... Yeah, baby. That's a charge. Oh, NBA's rigged. That's NBA's rigged. NBA's rigged. Yeah, NBA's rigged. NBA's rigged. Scott Foster, baby. You know, just, just, I'm just saying, I'm looking forward to that, you know, Netflix, Tim Donahue documentary. But anyways, um, no, snitches I, I, get I, I don't, stitches, Donahue. You're I, listening. I, I'm, you get out of here. Like, I hate in any sport when anybody nitpicks, you know, final two minute reports. That should have been that. That should have been a foul. Like, you, like, it, no matter what the rules are, you're going to get wrong calls. It's obvious, it's except game. Yeah, except I'm all for robo umps in baseball, but um, so we saw Boston complain about how physical Golden State was in Game Two, specifically feeling like they weren't getting calls. Ime Udoka got a tech. He's not really a tech coach. Um, they were, you know, certainly upset. They lobbied pretty hard. Uh, about it in the post game because there's nothing to distract the fact that you lost by like 30 by complaining about release the tapes release the refereeing but there was a significantly tighter whistle in game three than there was in game two and so no i don't want to no i don't i don't think that there are calls in this series i mean there was the tech draymond tech or no tech um in game two but like no one team there isn't a zillion calls to point at team and go, eh, that, that, that. But overall, talking about refereeing sort of as a how you manage the game will definitely matter from game to game in this series because if Golden State benefits from like a, a looser whistle, if the, if the refs swallow their whistle a little more, that benefits Golden State because Boston's going to try and drive to the basket, get to the basket a little more. Golden State a little bit probably undersized. So they have to be a little bit more physical. And that's what happened in game two. They were in their face. They were on them. They were swiping. And game three was pretty tight. It was pretty tight whistle. There wasn't a lot of hands on. Like they called a lot of things. 
It wasn't like there was some massive free throw, you know, <laughs> some massive free throw disparity between Boston and Golden State. Um, it was slightly in Boston's favor, but that's kind of to be expected considering, like I said, Boston's just going to have bigger guys who are driving to the basket with uh, and Brown compared to Golden State. But it really impacts how Golden State can play defense if they can be a little more physical with those guys or not. So from game to game, you know, like that that is something to watch. You know, like like I don't want to sit here and complain about referees in the traditional way but yeah if it's if 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 they're calling the game pretty tight that helps boston for sure so that's my that's my final uh as as boston shoots zero free throws in game four and golden state gets a bunch of calls hopefully um the equalizer there we go so anyways let's talk about your boy the boy you love the boy who got away, the one who you still think about at night when you're up at night or you're... Uh, uh, never mind, I was about to... No, that was, that was a good transition. Keep going. <laughs> what, when you're, when you're up? roasted Jack. He's like, all right, no, you no, see how no, hard no, this I actually, to host. I, no, I was just going to say something that I... Uh, was it about Discord? Oh, my God. It was going to be about Discord. Oh. Discourse on the Discord. Nice. Yeah. Hey, which uh, I love Discord. It's a great little social app that I use when I'm PC gaming. But there's a boy, and his name goes by Benny Simmons, who also likes to PC game. And <laughs> he likes to use Discord. And... There's a little tweet, a little tweety, a little tweeter action on the Twitter sphere that we saw last morning. Sent it in the GM, and I knew we'd get some reactions from it. And let's let's explain this tweet. So, Ben Simmons was on Discord with who the fuck knows, his gamer buddies. And <laughs> I guess they're talking about the Heat Sixers series. DeAndre and Ayton. Could have been. Yeah. You just. Okay. Throwing me off. Throwing me off. Um, stay back. Stay, stay on track. Stay on track. So this guy says if Embiid doesn't get hurt, then I don't know who wins that series. And then Simmons says, can't say if. Or is that is that the full quote? Sure. Yeah. Can't say if. Meaning that Embiid always gets injured. That Embiid <laughs> can never stay healthy. And the level of hypocrisy... That's what he meant with is, the, those three words. Can't say if. is just roasting Embiid all up and down. I mean, what was your takeaway from it? I mean, it is kind of that, but I don't think I would take it as far as you, where he's openly criticizing everything about Joel's career. No, I mean, I was obviously adding a little dramatic flair there, but I, to me it read like, like, don't say if, like when. It's more like when is it going to happen? When is Embiid going to get injured? Um, but hey, buddy, hey, Benny, buddy, you just spent a whole off season, uh, bitching that you weren't getting paid for not showing up and yada yada. 
and then you have this back issue, which you had surgery on, yeah. but <laughs> I mean, the photo, <laughs> <laughs> the photo of him after the hospital. <laughs> we need to see photos of him cut open. I need it needs I to need. be. It needs to be a video of him out, buddy. Buddy, <laughs> he was smiling after. He's. It did not look like. Yeah, because he, was he wasn't playing basketball. Anesthesia. Anesthesia. Can't even say that right. Oh God. Um. No, Ryan. I. 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 I've been sort of running with this uh, little intro to. The Simmons slander, but you're the one that really wanted to talk about it. So uh, I just don't. You kind of didn't phrase it properly because the way I interpreted oh. it is this isn't just a chat with Ben and his friends. This is like a Ben Simmons Discord where you have members who are able to get in to chat because they're all friends or fans of Ben Simmons. And I'm just wondering who the hell is paying to be a member of this? Who? Why would you ever? At this point, I it's hard pressed to find any fans of Ben Simmons. You have Nets fans that are trying to make it work, trying to rationalize it away and hopeful for something. But like, who at this point is actually backing this dude after everything that he's pulled, besides Rich Paul? I just don't understand who would pay for this. So I'm just, I'm going to throw it back to you, Pat. What's it like in there? What What's going on in the Discord? I, um, and what's the subscription fee too? Uh, it's a lot of money because he's, he, he needs it. did not get a lot of, <laughs> a lot of his paycheck over the past year. Trying to year. get his money recouped via <laughs> yep. gaming on Discord. Yep. Uh, he's got the lawyer fees coming up because... It's going to be suing the Sixers for defamation. The appeals. Uh, The appeals. Um, No, it's it's great. I will tell you, if I don't or not, I don't know exactly what's happening. But if it does go to court for defamation, and you know, Rich Paul stands up in front of the court and goes, "My client, you know, here's all the things that." Uh, Doc Rivers said after Game 7, here's all the things that Joel Embiid said after Game 7, uh, I rest my case, and then they'll be like, alright, uh, defendant, I don't know, uh, what do you have to say? And the Sixers lawyer will stand up and pull up the play where Ben Simmons is used to shoot a layup, and then they'll be like, my case closed, and the judge will be like, yep, case closed. Yep. And then someone and the will jury, dunk on Ben. They'll like put a hoop behind him real quick and dunk on him. Yeah, and the jury will be like, that was a waste of my time. That was a waste of everybody's time. Taxpayer dollars. That was a waste of taxpayer dollars. Where's Adele? And... <laughs> No, that's Rich Paul asking that. I know, but I said Rich Paul was his lawyer, too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but you're talking about the jury right now. I'm listening. Uh, Where is Adele? I don't know. What do you think think Adele's doing right now? Uh, What do you think Goodell is doing right now? That's a more interesting question to me. Oh, God. Not reading the New York Times article (laughs) to Sean Watson. (laughs) 
Okay, are we are we are we are we slandering Simmons more or or? <laughs> I even want to slander him. I want to slander the people who are willing to pay to be on his Discord. That is the saddest place on the internet. That's like how much? Uh, wait, that's I would rather be an incel than a, a Simmons stand at this point. Like, oh my uh, <laughs> I need to get rid of his jersey in my closet. <laughs> I don't know why it's still there. That his and Wentz, it's 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 <laughs> awful. <laughs> I'm looking at them right now. They're still in my closet. I mean, we all have our messes <laughs> with jerseys. Yeah, yeah. See, I thought the Simmons one would be worth money later in life because because you well, thought it'd be good. <laughs> well, yeah, that. It's also <laughs> it's also Adidas. Um, before you know the Nike started doing the NBA jerseys. But um, it's also a jersey made in China, and it was worth like twenty dollars. So definitely wouldn't be worth yeah, any money. I was like, "What are you talking about? There's nothing authentic about uh, it or anything." No, there isn't. There really isn't. So good firewood material. That's that's what there we go. I don't know. I mean, you could say it's signed, and then somebody would be like, "Where is it signed?" And it'd be like, "Oh, you actually can't see it." it it's invisible show. ink. I, I will say it was funny going to a Blazers game this past year when the Sixers were in town and wearing the Simmons jersey. And when I was, like, walking to Moda through, like, the Portland neighborhoods, like, some Blazers fans walked by me and were like, go Blazers! I'm like, go Simmons! And then I just hear him, like, sort of be like, what? Simmons? Like, they were totally shocked that I would even be rooting for him. So it's a Which, nice little... speaking of, Pat, you still haven't won our bet. I mean, I have won the fucking bet, and now I think I I got to come up with a new tweet because my tweet. Is, <laughs> what, what I wanted to say. Are you about to release to it? Are you about to say it? <laughs> and I mean, no, no. Uh, what were you gonna? Because it still might be true. Like I, I could still use a joke later. All later, right, but all right. Um, there, yeah. I've been no, wondering. I, I won't say. Yeah, well, you can fucking give me the tweet, <laughs> and then you wouldn't have to wonder. But you haven't won it yet. I'm a fair man. See, it's funny. In my book, where I keep all the bets, <laughs> I have um, I have it checked off. <laughs> I've won. I'm two and zero on the bets. You're one and one, and then Jack Frost is. Or no, Jack, you're zero and one, and Jack Frost is zero and one. So I'm. The only one. This one. The best. Wait, did some I, long... What did I? What? What did I lose? Did you I lose? lost this when you said the Sixers wouldn't be a top four seed going oh, into the yeah, playoffs. Yeah, 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 but see, the thing is, these are us having controversial takes and then challenging just you, like the house, with it. Because of, of course, <laughs> we're taking risky bets. I mean, Jax was just what the hell was that? I mean. Don't don't bet against the house. I mean, that's what they teach house. you in elementary school. Yeah, but and then I mean, we have some long term bets. We have the ten year bet, Jack, between me and you, obviously. And then we it's have. Like, there's only like four years left on that it's, puppy. It's so. it's. Yep. Yep. We and gotta then rattle off a title here. We got the cave on Thibodeau, Thibodeau bet with RJ. That who oh, said what? he would he would never score never score a career touch touchdown. Which Ooh. I think is just 
so bad. I think he's definitely going to score within this season, this next season. Do you know um, how whoa. rare touchdowns are for defensive players? Like Fletcher Cox, I think, has one. I saw that one. It's too. DBs. It's DBs well, that it's, uh, it's be a scoop get and a score. lot of touchdowns. Yeah, especially defensive linemen. No, come on, he's he's going to be lined up as a tight end. He's going to pick it off. Somebody, oh, like a whole Mike like Vrabel. Some touchdown. What team is he on? Giants. Giants. Oh, okay. Maybe not. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Yeah, but the crypto thing might might be done before then. Oh, that that oh bias crypto. Yeah, oh, that's Jesus, that's the whole point. That that's the, the whole uh, point. Completion. Yeah. Of the God, I do not want to. Fuck do that so i really hope you don't want to invest in run wow. crypto see the issue is i have these long-term bets like i still don't know who i bet that Kawhi would never win another championship i'm waiting for you you cowards show up <laughs> show up wherever you are come get give me my money i don't even know how much it was worth but i've won that bet Wow, you think the Clippers are done? I mean, come on, man. How old is he? 30, 10, 39? Kawhi? <laughs> I think Harden's Harden's probably older than Kawhi. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, fair enough. Fuck you. Kawhi Leonard is 30. <laughs> oh, my God. Fuck. <laughs> 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 He just seems so much older to me. God. Oh. <laughs> well, he probably I mean, came out the freaking factory looking 20. This is seven. this is like that uh, LeBron tweet where it's like, thank God we only have to deal with it. We don't have to deal with this anymore. And it's like a decade later. <laughs> it, was, it was like 2015. <laughs> I mean, who he who shall not be named, being twenty three, yeah, is that. messed up. Because during his post game interview, like, forget who, what question it was, but he was asked about like something in the nineties. He's like, "Well, I was born in ninety seven, so da da." I'm just like, oh, "Fuck, my God. God, here I am watching you rip the Warriors apart." No, he has the finals. He hasn't. He hasn't. I can't. I can't live in this. I can't believe out of all the universes. Out of all the simulations, out of everything, we are living in the one where where he who shall not be named might win a wing before MVP'd. It just it's it's blasphemy. It's sad. It's against everything I stand for. Or cursed. See, I'm I am happy that I am not at U of O right now because one of my professors that I liked a lot and took a good amount of his classes, major Boston fan, and when like we started getting acquainted and he knew I was a Sixers fan uh, every single day. There was some Sixers jab or, or something he threw in there. Um, it's tough because I, I mean, Boston bullshit. Yeah. It's tough to defend myself because he's a professor and I don't want to, I don't want to be rude. I don't wanna... He's harassing you. I know. File a complaint. Him. Get him booted. Well, get him fired. I am very down to do a hustle review. <laughs> I'm genuinely curious to see that movie and see how bad it is. Uh, and then we could just all rip it, <laughs> rip it to shreds. When does it come out or is it out? I think it's, it's out. 
Yeah, it's, it's on Netflix. Out. That's why I texted because like I, I pulled up Netflix to like put on in the background while I was making dinner, and then like that was the number one promoter one. Wait, for so me, you're anyways. saying for next episode? No, no, not for next. But because we got an off season NBA. episode. Yeah. Okay. We'll wrap the NBA, um, and then we have episode forty coming up too, so we could do something for that. I don't know. Yeah. I have a movie review request. Submit it. Radio. <laughs> I'm so down. I'm so fucking down. <laughs> uh, Jack. <laughs> Jack, it might it might have it might grow on you. It's been a while since you've seen it, I bet. <laughs> I saw it as a child and I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I heard that you hated the movie and I had to get it in there. That is hilarious. <laughs> Cuba Gooding. Know, 2003. <laughs> oh, God, Cuba yeah. Gooding Jr. Ed Harris. And who? Nobody knows who else. Oh. <laughs> 35%. Google me. users, 91% liked this movie. Who? It makes me a little sick to my stomach thinking about that movie. 79% audience score. What do we do? We're doomed. We are doomed. It's funny that I have it on fucking DVD. 35% tomato meter from critics. Okay. Alright. <laughs> just, 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 in a racially divided town, Coach Jones, Ed Harris, <laughs> spots a mentally disabled African American student named Radio. <laughs> you can't be serious. You cannot be serious. <laughs> Here in his practice field and is inspired to befriend. <laughs> What are we doing? Soon, Radio is Joan's loyal assistant, and Principal Daniels happily notes that Radio's self confidence is skyrocketing. The thing starts to sour when Jones begins taking guff from fans who feel that his devotion to Radio is getting in the way of the team's quest for a championship. (laughs) You're spending too much time with that kid. (laughs) I can't even get through that without just. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god okay well let's wrap this hour puppy up 49. hour 49 of greatness okay well do you like Rudy we are... do you like Rudy never seen Rudy oh wow Ooh. it's a short king right there <laughs> is that your idol who is the top yeah. short king that is a good question. We should that should be a question for next Epi. We nominate short kings. Yeah. How tall is Timothy Chalamet? He's not a short king. We have to define short for short. I feel like king. Tom Cruise is a short king. He's like pretty short. What uh, height do you Robert, have to be in Robert order to... De Niro? No, I think he's a little too tall. I feel like short king is like five eight or less. Martin Scorsese. Could be, yeah. He's he seems short enough. Napoleon. Okay. 
Yeah, he's a short king for sure. No. I mean, he was literally a king. Exactly. He was also average, I think slightly above average height at that time period. Wow. It was only the English propaganda against Napoleon at that time that portrayed him as short. Why don't you write a book on this, bro? Yeah, or read a book. (laughs) All right. Uh, let's wrap this let's wrap this puppy up alright let's wrap this puppy up we gave you some good analysis we gave you Jack's woe scale clearly not woe don't worry Jack oh yeah Warriors got this Warriors got this cause... I don't know what you're talking about yeah so let's end this thing with everyone's favorite segment of the show shout outs Ryan the rich and the wardrobe. I think you went first last week. So give it to my boy Jack, which I'm just going to say probably not shouting out any of the Warriors right now. So, Stefan? Yeah, I mean, you know, Steph deserves a shout out for what he did in the first three games. Oh. There's, there's been a few others that have had some nice spot minutes, but. Uh... No, I have a, <clears throat> following up what might have been my worst performance in uh, shoutouts last week. It was atrocious. I, I, mean, I have actually wait doubled down on this <laughs> in some ways, but in other ways not. Because it still involves me. It still involves positive me. What also is very much focused to somebody in particular who's probably not listening to the show. Uh, but my friend Jared Denny, who is a journalism friend, worked at the Emerald together, U of O, became good friends. He still covers University of Oregon athletics. So if you're a duck listening to that, you should give him a follow. He does good work, but... He, long story short, he put in a good word for me for a job I will be starting in two weeks. That is my first full-time sports media gig. So Whoa. That's what I mean. It's kind of a patting myself on the back a little there. Got to make sure I get that in on shout-outs to myself. But, but no, for real, uh, shout-out to him. I mean... Base, it's, it's a long story that I won't get into, but yeah, put in a good word for me, connected me with who will now be my boss. And so, you know, goes to show you that, uh, you know, it truly is sometimes who you know, not necessarily what you know, uh, which I hope I know some, you know, I still hope I know some, right? You don't. Yeah, probably not. But. Um, Don't show them the podcast. Do not show the podcast. Popcorn Machine. Popcorn Machine drop. Popcornmachine.net. Also, shout out to popcornmachine.net, although, like I said, I'm a little disappointed in them because I don't know why it's taking them more than 24 hours to upload these game flows. But, alas, here we are. So, shout out to you, Jared. Thank you for the good word. Hopefully, maybe some point in our very long 
hopefully long career as I can return the favor. There you go. There you go. Love that. That's awesome. Love it. Yeah. Congrats on the new job too. Sounds sick. We'll have to talk about it at some point. I am doubling my income. Sugar daddy. Sugar daddy. Which was, you know, like, I don't know. I, I let's just say I googled the poverty line at one point, but uh, which I, which I didn't fall under, but uh, you know nice. it was piecing it. It was it was freelance part time piecing it together as much as I could, so it feels feels good. Yeah. But uh, but you know, I'm, trust me, it ain't much, but it's honest work. But you know, it's still uh, you're making pennies. Hey, quarters yeah. are nice. One step at a time, brother. And you made exactly. that step. Brothers, so. We will all we will all advance one step at a time and we will reach our destination. Unless you're Anthony Edwards, then you can just fly. True, but we are all not as blessed. Alright, Ryan. My shout, shout out. out. Jake Sperling, Jenny Zhuang for helping me move in. Seamless move. First time broadcasting from Brooklyn. Shout out to Jake and Jenny. Because real friends help friends move. Jenny. Jenny okay. and the Jets. Yeah, nice. Oh, and shout out Jake the Jets, my number two team officially locked in. Hell yeah. Jenny and the Jets right there. First show in Brooklyn. Place looks nice. Got a new couch. Good job. Good job. Good shout out. There we go. Good shout out. Um, my shout out goes to. Let me give a shout out to my boy Nick Erickson. We have been gaming Warhammer Two very hard recently. We've been putting in time. We've been putting in work. It? It's it's one of the best games I've ever played. Uh, I mean, it's just. Because you're a total war guy, too, Jack. You love Rome. Yeah. As yeah. you know, it's been a while because lack of equipment. But, yes, I love yeah. those games. All yeah. My life. This game is insane. The sheer mass of it can sometimes be overwhelming. Uh, there's there's just so many characters, so many factions. Like, I am a high elf right now who I can start acquiring dragons here soon. I, I got to beat them in battle, which is annoying, but... If you beat them in battle, you get the dragons. And currently fighting against some dark elves, and then we got some ogres and rats coming in from the west that are about to declare war on me. And then, and then Nick is like a mummy. He's like a mummy people. I don't know. So they're all dead. And he just is able to raise these mass armies that are just all dead people because they don't cost anything. So it's cool. It's cool. It's like fantasy live action strategy game. It's a game I've wanted to play my whole life, and now I can finally play it. So badass. I usually, like, video games, I love them. But I will say if, like, you're just session a game by yourself can feel a little pointless. You're like, what am I doing with my life? But I will say that gaming with a friend, like like we game sometimes, it's a nice social uh, interaction. And, and you don't feel as much of a loser when you do it. So Agreed. So shout out to you, Nick. Uh, let's keep grinding. Let's let's kill these dark elves and move on to the next faction. So, 
He hates the podcast. Perennial hater of the podcast, correct? True. Uh, not confirmed, but I. But we'll see. We'll see. He certainly hates the about the tweets about the podcast. Oh, yeah, that's funny. I like trolling him about that. All right, guys. Well, episode 37 is done. Uh, I mean, this could be the last episode during the, the season of the NBA 2022, which is crazy, which is crazy, crazy, because next episode probably going to happen right after the finals end, if it goes game seven. Jack's hoping for that right now. Your, your Zoom has slowly become darker and darker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I well, shows. I mean, it's very, that's, yeah, that's very symbolic. It's a metaphor, yeah. It's also uh, how the sun works. Mm. Oh. <laughs> Pat's <laughs> broadcasting live from his dungeon. It's my bedroom. Um, so, yeah, episode 37. Uh, we got some cool episodes lined up for you guys. <laughs> some reviews, so... We'll let you know what movies be we will reviewing. be reviewing. Hustle. Yes. Wow! Hustle. Just blew our cover. <laughs> well, I guess we blew. should we will be yeah. reviewing radio. Are we actually reviewing that? <laughs> I mean, I'm down. And we will be. I don't know. We got to get another one in for this off season. Godfather we'll, we'll, we'll get three. There. We'll get there. Uh, yeah. yeah. We'll see about that. We'll see about that. But yeah, Hustle will be a movie. So from the time you hear this pod to then watch it. It's a new movie on Netflix. Adam Sandler basketball movie. Looks quite horrible. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I think think we're going to have a good time watching it and talking about it. All right, guys. Well, that is it. Episode 37. Like I said, a million times. Dunzo. Dunzo. Liver King out. Lock it up. Liver King out. (laughs) Go check out Liver King. (laughs) Promo Liver King. Oh god, rambling primals. here, rambling here. Pri- Sub primals. Okay, we are so all right, guys. Primals. No country for big men. Out. <laughs>